Welcome to HCMA Off the Record, your behind-the-scenes look and listen into the world of emergency management. This podcast is brought to you by Muriel Bowser, Mayor of Washington, D.C., and the District of Columbia Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency. From preparedness tips to intra-agency coordination to advice from the men and women responsible for protecting the district, HCMA Off the Record shares it all. Whether you're an EM nerd like us or learning about emergency management for the first time, come along for the ride. Good morning, and thanks for listening in to HCMA Off the Record. My name's Rebecca, and I'll be your co-host today. Winter is chugging along here in the district, and it really seems to be getting colder by the day. I've been hearing a lot more sniffles and sneezes in the hallways of the office, uh, which really makes it a great opportunity to talk about public health. We're lucky to be joined this morning by Dr. Ankur Shah um, from DC Health. Dr. Shah will be sharing a bit of his experience with us as we discuss public health um, and really the considerations for the district. So Dr. Shah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How's your week going? It's going great. How about yours? Honestly, can't complain. A little bit colder than I'd like, but uh, it's going pretty well. Um, So like I mentioned, we'll be chatting uh, this episode about public health, uh, especially in regards to the district. Um, So could you tell us just a little bit about your background in the field um, and sort of your experience with DC Health? Yes. uh, So I am actually a general pediatrician by training, uh, previously practiced uh, at Children's Health Center at the ARC in Ward 8, uh, being a primary care pediatrician, but also focusing on childhood asthma care. And in that work... uh, I saw a definite need to broaden our scope to make sure we improve uh, more families, more kids' lives. And that's actually what led me to DC Health, uh, in which I've been uh, over the past uh, three months really overseeing uh, the community health focus and programming and policy development uh, for DC Health. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Um, And just really quickly, if you could, um, what really is public health? you know, how does it differ from an individual's health? And really what are, you know, what are some of the things to think about on this topic? Yeah. So individual health, individual health is a person going to a doctor when they're sick and mm-hmm. getting a mess and feeling better. That's kind of a very good example of an individual health. Public health is taking the whole community, the all the public and improving the health together. A great story, uh, that explains the difference between individual health, public health, that we often say in public health, uh, goes as follows. So you have two people walking down a river and uh, they see someone drowning. So one person jumps in, saves that person's life. It's uh, The person's relieved, everyone's happy, they walk down a little further, another person's drowning. That same person jumps in, saves that person's life. Walk a little bit more, Another person's drowning, same person jumps in, saves that person's life, saved three lives so far. Um, The second person who's walking along decided to go up the river, upstream, and see there's a bridge that's broken that people are falling in, the water, and he fixes the bridge. Uh, So the first person who saves each individual person is your individual practitioner, Okay. your doctor. Um, The second person is your public health practitioner solves the underlying problem so both are needed Mm -hmm. we need someone to save the people that are drowning but also to fix the underlying structures to stop people from falling in the river in the first place that's really a 
kind of a way to understand the difference between individual health and public health. Yeah, no, that's a great example. Um, and it sort of takes it from this larger, harder to understand topic and really breaks it down. So um, definitely, definitely helpful. Thank you for sharing that. So what are the major concerns in the district, if any, or, or what do you guys kind of look at that you sort of, you know, prioritize and focus on the most? Yeah. The district is actually pretty lucky in com- uh, compared to other jurisdictions across the nation. We have the second lowest uninsurance rate in the nation. Really? Yes. I did not know that. So over 97%, or 90, maybe even close to 98% of our residents have uh, health insurance. Wow. And we have actually amazing access to primary care services. So we do a primary care needs assessment. We there is primary care access for all our residents who, and there's services for those, that small percentage that are uninsured as well. That's great. So uh, when you think about other areas in the United States, that's a big problem actually getting through the door to health services. So we are lucky in that sense. Um, And what we are trying to do now is think about, well, how do we really use that strength to improve outcomes across the district, across all eight wards? so in D.C., what we are focusing on uh, as D.C. Health, what we're focusing on is really uh, improving uh, health equity. Have you heard that term before? I've heard of it, but I don't 100% know that I know what it means. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, what's funny is when I first or when I first mentioned health equity, someone was th- thinking, oh, is it a financial? You well, know? that's where your yeah, brain yeah, goes yeah, when yeah, you hear the word equity, somewhere. yeah. Um, so... Uh, there's something we all know equality, which means everyone should get the same uh, the same access or the same amount of whatever mm-hmm. services yep. uh, things. That's equality. But for health, we know that there are certain areas and certain communities that have a lot more barriers than other areas. Yeah. For example, um, access to healthy foods mm-hmm. in or uh, ability to um, have uh, have affordable housing, or ability to uh, move up the socioeconomic ladder in employment due to uh, historically racist policies mm-hmm. and uh, systemic racism. So there's different barriers that are embedded in our society that make it harder for communities and people to um, live healthy and uh, and really be able to fulfill their true potential. Mm-hmm. So if we give everyone equal access, what we're inherently doing, or equal services, what we're inherently doing is helping the people that are already have less barriers than those that have more barriers. The health equity approach thinks of this opposite. We all, our whole goal is to make sure everyone is healthy, everyone can live a prosperous life, Everyone has economic opportunity. So how do we make sure everyone gets to that level? And what that means is some areas may need more investment, mm-hmm. may need disproportionately more investment services access in order to uh, reach the same level that uh, other communities that have certain privileges mm-hmm. already have. And that's kind of the approach we're thinking, DC Health is thinking when we are approaching public health. That's great. Is, um, putting more resources, uh, more thought 
into areas that have systemic barriers already and really trying to figure out how do we break those systemic barriers, mm -hmm. really going upstream in that way. You know, every time I hear the word upstream, I'm always going to come back to this conversation. It'll never mean the same thing that it yeah. did before. Um, so you, you sort of talked about it a little bit, but what are some of the factors um, that kind of come into play with public health? So we talked about, you know, access to healthy food and, you know, healthcare quality. But what are some of those other factors and, and who's involved? Who's affected? So public health uh, in a... I think you could think of it uh, in a version one, version two, what we call 2.0 to 3.0. Yep. Um, and the first version is really improving access to healthcare services. Okay. So making sure that uh, the public at large uh, communities have access to primary care services, to the health services they need, um, and then actually for those that do not delivering those services. This is what health departments and public health was maybe about 20, 30, 30 to 40 years ago. Okay. Was delivering, actually delivering vaccines mm -hmm. and actually uh, uh, kind of providing care as well. But if we think going back to that uh, story about the river, that's still not as upstream in that way. We're still in treating individual people. Mm -hmm. We're not really fixing the bridge. So um, our partners now still include health centers, health system, our uh, health insurers as well. But it's really for the public health department, DC Health, to look at the whole context of DC and give that technical assistance uh, and infrastructure support so that the current system could be able to make sure to care for everyone um, in a high level way. But what's really nice now moving on to 3.0 is most of our health outcomes don't have much to do with what happens in the clinic. This is, really? one, of, this is one of the reasons actually I transitioned from a clinical saying to, the health, uh, to DC Health is I could spend, I spend 15 to 30 minutes with a patient. How much am I really affecting their life course? It's actually the other 23 and a half hours of their day that is affecting their life course. This is a, a simple example of this is saying a child with asthma um, who's having a hard time uh, going to school, going to the emergency department because mm -hmm. they're having asthma exacerbations. Well, we could give medications, we could uh, talk to them about how to use their inhaler, but if they're going home to a house that has uh, mold mm -hmm. and mice uh, that are triggering their asthma, mm -hmm. um, if they live in and uh, environmental tobacco smoke as well, and they're living in um, a community, or if they're having hard time transportation access mm -hmm. to get from one place to another to their health center or back, all those things actually play a role. Yeah, and much more of a role than what I am doing in the clinic. So this is this idea is really the social determinants of health. Okay. In which, and this term really means. Uh, the environment in which we live, learn, play, live, okay. pray. So that's everything around us. Yeah. Um, that includes housing, transportation, employment, as well as access to health services and health yeah, insurance. Definitely. Um, so the real goal, if we really want to have a health equity approach, 
it's really developing policies, developing strategies to improve those social determinants of health. Um, and that actually requires partners that are out completely outside the health department. That includes our housing partners, our uh, business partners, uh, our employment services. Um, so it's really a district-wide approach. Exactly. It's something we call health in all policies. Love it. Health so, in all policies. Wow. All right. I will definitely make note of that. So we sort of talked about it a little bit um, earlier, but it's definitely kind of the elephant in the room topic, especially being the fact that it's winter. And there's a lot of chatter going on about vaccines as a whole. Um, So what really is the risk of an unvaccinated public? The risk is incredibly high. This is one of vaccines and being up to date on your immunizations Mm -hmm. and or vaccines is the single best thing each individual person could do to ensure the health of all of us. Okay. Um, so it is incredibly important. And what's great is it's safe. It is incredibly safe. So um, let's talk about general vaccines, um, generally in the uh, for children. Mm-hmm. Children in the first two and a half years of life uh, have a series of vaccines yep. uh, in a shorter interval, and then they kind of spread out as they go through school. Um, it is incredibly important for all children to be fully uh, vaccinated, update on their vaccines, because we are seeing pockets around the nation of illnesses or diseases that we haven't seen in years and decades. Oh. You know, so measles is a perfect yeah. example. There's pockets where measles is coming back, but we have a vaccine for it the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine uh, that you get. Um, But because of probably misinformation Mm -hmm. online, as well as, uh, I think that's probably the driving source. Yeah, I was going to say, you Mm -hmm. see a lot of it now, especially with social media and how fluid Mm -hmm. everything is. Exactly. With the internet, you could find whatever you're looking for. (laughs) Um, But unfortunately, communities, more and more communities are having a larger population in which they're unvaccinated. And then we have measles outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not only measles, all these other uh, vaccines, before these vaccines were developed, many children were dying. Now we have, this is one of the greatest kind of public health accomplishments we've uh, we've done as humanity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's surprising and scary to see you know, our fellow uh, citizens and um, our fellow, yeah, our fellow community members deciding not to pursue the safest option for them. But it's not only for them, it's for everyone, for everyone as yeah. well. So with so much, um, you know, misinformation available and, you know, just the fact that you can really find anything on the internet, whether it's true or not, um, what kind of resources does DC Health have regarding vaccination or where can people go to find more information? The best place people could go to find more information is um, dchealth.dc.gov. This has all our information regarding um, the health status of the district at large, but specifically around we have information regarding vaccines, where you can actually receive uh, vaccines. Oh, great. And what's really important is not just to think about vaccines in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. but it's really part of your medical home, finding your medical home in which all your medical health needs are met um, and having a primary care physician. 
you know, as a primary care pediatrician, I'm very particular to this, that it's important for everyone to have that one primary care doctor yeah. that knows them, that sees them longitudinally. So uh, to, in order to make sure the, ter- uh, the care is tailored specifically for you, luckily in DC, we have a lot of different options That's for great. Um, health centers across, across all eight wards um, that are able to serve um, all different types of district residents as well, which is good. Another website, and actually one thing I want to mention is uh, from nationally is actually flu.gov, oh. flu.gov, and this is really uh, information about the flu shot. Okay. So another vaccine is incredibly important for probably all of our listeners is to make sure you get your flu shot. This is probably the best way to protect yourself, but not only yourself, uh, your loved ones. Uh, there are, if you're six months of age, you could get your flu shot. Oh, I didn't realize you could get it that young. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so really from six months on, you could get your uh, flu shot. Okay. And it's really important because we're not only protecting ourselves, you know, if me and you, we get the flu, we're kind of out for a week and feel yep. miserable, which is not good for anyone. But if we at, uh, transfer, therefore, the flu to the four-month-old or uh, your, or a senior or someone with a chronic health disease, we're, that means they're going to the hospital. That means they could die. So we have to do our part to protect the most vulnerable around us. Mm-hmm. And the flu is pretty bad this year. Uh, actually, there's already been 15 million cases oh, wow. of the flu. This year alone? This Yeah, for this season. Wow. 140,000 hospitalizations and 8,200 deaths. Wow. And this is, uh, and you could see all that information from the Centers for Disease Control, CDC. Yeah. Uh, gov, but um, so it's, uh, it's very, very important that we get our flu shot. It's not too late. You know, the yeah. flu season can last up until May. Really. That was my next question. Yeah. Answered it already. Yeah. All right, great. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Um, I'll make sure that the flu.gov website as well as the DC Health website um, are linked in the preview of this week's episode. Um, so if you're looking for those links, feel free to check that out. You know, what are some of the other public health risks that we might overlook? Or, you know, flu is really well talked about and, you know, everybody knows what the flu is. But what are maybe some of those other factors that maybe just aren't as well known that are, you know, still pose a great risk to our community? Yeah. So things with, such as the flu are uh, you get sick immediately. It's uh, it's more of the short term uh, issue. But actually, when we look at the leading causes of um death and disability uh, across the nation, including the district, it's actually chronic illnesses that really? uh, are that are the leading, uh, that are one of the leading causes. Okay. So this is, uh, this includes diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease. So the best things we could do uh, really outside of the health system is ensuring that we have a healthy uh, lifestyle in terms of eating. Mm-hmm. And physical activity those two things as a community if we're able to do we're able to actually really fend off uh, worse outcomes for diabetes high blood pressure and heart disease okay so thinking about the kind of the river example well each individual person yes you could think about uh, having the healthier option yep uh, having uh, t- walking or taking uh, 
you know, taking public transport or biking. Taking the stairs, right? Taking the stairs. We took the stairs this <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm already feeling better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those little things, you know, in public health, we call it changing the context. Okay. So making the healthier option the easier option. Um, little things like that can actually do have a big impact, especially in terms of healthy foods as well. So each individual person, I think, can do that. And then it's our job as DC Health to make the healthier, to develop systems that the healthier option is the easier option. Okay. And that includes um, in communities where there's a lack of access of healthy foods, we invest uh, in community partners and uh, and then also we have federal programs that, del- uh, that provide healthy food access to communities that might not have it. We uh, need to create systems and policies that ensure that all these healthier options or the easier option. And then also, um, it really is engaging with your primary care uh, doctor. The same chronic illnesses mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, and then heart disease in general, there's great medications for it. There are, this is something that could be easily, very well controlled, okay. but it's all about going, making sure you're connected to your doctor and we have great primary care access. Um, here in the district. So that kind of would be. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely sounds like there's a lot more, um, you know, that individuals can do mm-hmm. um, to not only help themselves, but the people around them and, you know, things that you might not think about that are as easy as, like you said, the healthier option. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, again, thinking a broader view of health uh, as well. It's, it's also about engaging the non-health um, partners and creating healthier communities yeah um there is i think also uh violence and community violence and the ability to feel safe in your uh neighboring community is very is important and actually does have health implications as well and i think it is our role uh to be involved in that space to help ensure that we're thinking about all district residents living healthy as well. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to sort of put you on the spot here for a minute. But if if there were three things that you could tell our listeners, you know, three actions they could take as simple or as complex as they may be, what are the three things you would want to leave our listeners with um, as sort of action items that they can take to help themselves and our community? Okay. Um, Number one, uh, get your flu shot. Love it. Flu shot, people. Flu shot. Flu shot. Yeah, if you haven't gotten your flu shot, get your flu shot. Um, Number two, that might be related to number one, is, uh, you know, where you could get your flu shot is actually when you make your annual primary care appointment. This is the best way for you to have control over your whole health as well. And so flu shot, primary, make sure you uh, see your primary care doctor. And then... The third thing would actually be try to, uh, I think we all try to do this in general, but really try to be a good neighbor. Um, Really uh, be appreciative of where we are, try to uh, provide, uh, if someone's in need, Mm -hmm. if you see someone hurting in any way, uh, be that resource, be that community Mm -hmm. for are for our neighbors, for our loved ones. You know, one thing we didn't talk about a little bit is uh, mental health yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, it's a huge part of it. Yeah. And uh, there is, and that's, it's a big topic. It's a wide array, 
but also I think there is something to be said about a social engagement Mm -hmm. and making uh, sure strong communities actually thrive. And I think uh, one thing we all do for our own health and for each other's health is uh, to be there for each other, I think. Um, Absolutely. Could not agree more. And one nice phrase, one uh, reaching out. Sometimes uh, even a smile smile. to people changes everything. Yeah, It does. So uh, we have an incredible effect on our fellow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That is a great point. A really, really great point. Great. Um, So great tips to kind of think about. Is there anything else you want to touch upon or anything that we may not have gotten to yet that, you know, you feel is worth mentioning and, you know, important added value for our listeners? I think the listeners can actually in uh, in this uh, agency as well as uh, DC Health, I do want to let the listeners know that I am... uh, just relatively new to district government, but I have been blown away by the people who work in district government who care about district residents. So I do want your listeners to know that uh, there is a dedicated uh, army out there working on your behalf, and especially in the the health space Mm -hmm. and public health. Um, DC Health is here to work for you to ensure that you uh, and your community have the best health outcomes and please reach out if there's anything that we could do i think uh it's really uh we're public servants first and foremost and that's the whole goal yeah no that's great um and it's sort of you know all kind of ties back into mayor bowser's dc values like Mm -hmm. you said you know being there for people um providing the information that we have available and really talking about the tough the tough topics, right? Um, There's no way to really help people and educate people if we're not willing to have those conversations. Um, So thank you so much for joining us this morning um, on HCMA Off the Record. This was a really informative conversation and there were definitely, you know, pieces of information that I learned that I honestly just had never thought about or really tied to public health. And kind of like we talked about, public health really affects us all and it's really in our best interest to make our communities more resilient. And like we sort of talked about this morning, there's a wealth of information out there and it can sort of get overwhelming for people um, going about their day. So we're really happy that you could sort of break down some of the big topics for us um, and the big themes and sort of make it more digestible in our conversation this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining us and um, to all of you for listening to us. This is our sixth podcast episode. And if we could just for a second, let's take a moment and talk about that. That's absolutely insane um, that we're already at our sixth episode. It's been quite a journey and we're super happy that you've all taken it with us. Um, We wish you a happy and healthy winter with lots of readily available Kleenexes. Make sure you get your flu shots um, and have a great rest of the week. We'll catch you in two weeks to talk about natural disasters. This podcast is brought to you by Muriel Bowser, Mayor of Washington, D.C., and the District of Columbia Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency. 